You're listening to Wiley Connected, a series of podcasts on tech, law, and policy. In each podcast, technology-focused lawyers at Wiley, a Washington, D.C. law firm, break down innovation and law with a uniquely D.C. perspective. Hi, I'm Lynn Brown, Special Counsel in Wiley Ryan's Cyber and Privacy Practice Group. I'm here today with Christina Walter, who is the Chief of Defense Industrial-Based Cybersecurity within NSA's Cybersecurity Collaboration Center, and Ben Kasten, who is the Associate General Counsel for Cybersecurity at NSA. We're here to talk about an exciting new program NSA has launched to help companies in the defense industrial base, or the DIB as it's called for short, combat cyber threats in real time. But first, let's talk a little bit about what Christina and Ben do at NSA. Christina, can you tell us about your role at NSA and what you do? Sure, Lynn, and thank you for having us. So as mentioned, I'm Christina Walter. I'm the Chief of DIB Cybersecurity here at NSA Cybersecurity Collaboration Center. And I lead the team that's responsible for developing bi-directional robust partnerships with the defense industrial-based companies that enable real-time sharing of cyber threats. And my team also pilots and provisions NSA-managed cybersecurity services, such as protective DNS and vulnerability scanning, directly to DIB companies for free to better protect DOD information on their networks. Thank you. And Ben, can you tell us what you do at NSA? Sure. I'm the Senior Legal Advisor to NSA Cybersecurity Directorate, and I lead NSA's OGC Cybersecurity Practice Group, which is a team of military and civilian attorneys who provide day-to-day operational legal advice and counsel on the full breadth of NSA cybersecurity mission, as well as the collection, analysis, and dissemination of signals intelligence on foreign cyber threats, as well as NSA's operational relationship with and support to uh, U.S. Cyber Command. Great. Thank you. Now, let's set the stage by talking about the current threat picture. Christina, what sorts of cyber threats is NSA seeing against the DIB, and what is NSA doing to help combat that threat? That's a great question. And so we know adversaries around the globe are keenly aware of the valuable information that's stored on DIB networks. They have a lot of intellectual property and research and development information, which makes it a very vast and coveted target by nation state actors who are looking to seal that proprietary defense information about programs and technologies to further their own military and economic advantage. So what are adversaries targeting and who do you think is the most vulnerable? That's a great question. So we know that adversaries are looking for that intellectual property that's residing on unclassified defense industrial based networks. They're looking for information on military uh, plans, schedules, objectives, so that they can further their own economic and battlefield advantage and, and really compete globally with us in global markets. And they're looking through the whole supply chain. So they're targeting small firms, the ones that can't afford the robust cybersecurity capabilities that are required to harden their networks. They also can't hire the skilled professionals in order to implement those programs. So we see attacks like ransomware have increased that are resulting in not only the destruction of data, but also the theft of data from unclassified networks that are in DOD supply chains. So can you tell us what NSA is doing to help secure the DIB? Sure. NSA support for the DIB really comes in the form of NSA's Cybersecurity Collaboration Center. So we recognize that over the last decade, the cybersecurity landscape has really changed and private industry has the same, if not more, insights into malicious actors targeting their own networks because they're the ones who own and operate them. And so we knew that to help protect DOD information on DIB networks, we needed to be able to collaborate with the entire ecosystem of the DIB from the ISP and cloud provider all the way down to the small business that's in a DOD supply chain. Can you tell us more about what NSA is doing to collaborate with the DIB ecosystem? 
We engage in bidirectional sharing with large defense contractors who are supporting DOD's highest priority programs. We talk to them daily. We have collaboration channels with their net defenders and our analysts so that we can talk and learn together about tactics and techniques targeting not only the DIB, but DOD and national security system networks. And then we can work together to develop tailored mitigation guidance that's not only shared with these stakeholders, but we can share across all sectors through our public cybersecurity advisories. That's great. Can you tell us what else you're doing? Sure. We're also provisioning no-cost cybersecurity services to any company with a DOD contract and access to DOD information. So we're focused on understanding the most common ways actors are targeting the DIB and then piloting low-cost scalable services to address those most common techniques. So what services are you actually offering to companies? Our first one is Protective Domain Name System Service, or we call it PDNS. If you're not familiar with DNS, it's essentially the phone book of the internet. It translates a domain name into an IP address. And like much of the internet, it was built for usability. So it can be frequently abused from a security standpoint. We see DNS queries are frequently hijacked to download malware, conduct command and control, or exfiltrate information from sensitive systems. So what Protective DNS or PDNS does is it leverages a threat intelligence check against your DNS query and answer to protect against malicious or known suspicious domain resolutions. What are you calling this service and has it been tested? Sure. We ran a pilot over the course of six months that proved this technology is successful in blocking millions of suspicious or malicious DNS resolution attempts. It's also fairly easy to configure when the DIB company's existing security architecture. So given the success of the program, we partnered with DOD to scale it and are offering it at no cost to qualified companies across the DIB because they're especially vulnerable to the threat. We call the service GovShield Protective DNS, and it's a scalable service from Akamai Technologies that provides real-time DNS malicious interdiction. It also integrates with Akamai's commercial threat intelligence with NSA analytics and indicators of compromise on the back end to enhance it. GovShield Protective DNS. That's quite a descriptive name. <laughs> How does the company qualify for this free service? That's one of the great things about this effort. We really wanted to protect as much as the DIB as possible because we want to protect DOD information where it resides. So we've tried to make it widely available. So any entity with a DOD contract that holds non-public DOD information is eligible to sign up. Ben, what role do lawyers play in this? Are there agreements that need to be executed for a company to participate? If so, who drafts those and how long does that process take? Thanks, Lynn. So one of the reasons we were really excited to come talk to you and your listeners today was that lawyers play a really key role uh, across all of the services that Christina mentioned. Two of the main stakeholders we're dealing with any company are the CISOs and CSOs, but also the legal teams, both inside and outside the company. Um, so you asked about agreements. The agreements are generally pre-drafted. We have a couple different kinds of agreements that we use for different elements of the program, but they're intended to be um, quick turn, easy, uh, not not particularly lengthy for the most part, uh, so we can really turn these turn these around quickly and get folks on board as quickly as possible. We've done it in as short as a few hours where needed. Are there any other ways that NSA's Cybersecurity Collaboration Center is working to secure the DIB that you're able to tell us about? Yes, absolutely. So I mentioned we work extensively with the large DIB companies, but as you know, that's only a small fraction of the defense industrial base. 
And so we are especially focused on scaling, and we're doing that in two ways. The first is through offering the cybersecurity services that I mentioned, such as protective DNS. We also do vulnerability scanning to expose public-facing vulnerabilities and help companies prioritize the ones we see nation-state actors targeting by providing really specific and actual mitigation guidance to address those issues before compromise. So that's one way we do it. The other way is we partner with technology providers to the DIB. So we recognized that we needed to move up higher in the ecosystem. And when we, can, when we can work with an ISP or a cloud provider, for example, and we can share threat information with them about a nation state actor targeting one or more of their customers, they're able to take action at scale and harden defenses broadly to all their customer base, which has benefits to those larger DOD supply chains, as well as broader critical infrastructure. Okay, so what about sharing threat intelligence information with the DIB? Are you able to do that too? Yes, we are. So we at NSA are really focused on making our information actionable, which means we have to take it out of classified channels and push it down to where the companies can receive it. So we're focused on sharing that threat intelligence collaboration and NSA cybersecurity products directly with the DIB. So we want to include timely and prioritized sharing of indicators of compromise and suggested mitigation measures. We're supporting the DIB and collaborating with them on our findings that help us get better at finding nation state actors and help the DIB defend their networks better. Great. Ben, so this is a new big effort. Can you tell us about the legal basis for NSA's cybersecurity services for the DIB? Absolutely. I like to start any of my legal briefs with the fact that we are a government of limited authority. So that's exactly the question that we start from whenever we're dealing with a new, new effort like this. So for the DIB cybersecurity effort uh, in May, 2020, Consistent with DOD's role as what's now called the Sector Risk Management Agency for the for the DIB, uh, as well as under DOD's statutory responsibility to protect DOD information wherever it may reside, the DOD Chief Information Officer authorized NSA to share cybersecurity and cyber threat information, network security and mitigation guidance directly with DIB entities, including technology companies and cybersecurity service providers who support the DIB, the whole DIB ecosystem, as Christine had said earlier but also to provide cybersecurity assistance to DIB entities and the service providers upon request. As part of these programs, it sounds like companies are entrusting NSA with sensitive or proprietary information. Can you tell us how NSA is handling information from the private sector? Absolutely. NSA recognizes that trust is key to the success of protecting the DIB and building robust public-private partnerships. As Ben mentioned, we have very clear agreements that we enter into that lay out the expectations and ground rules for how we will use, protect, and disseminate the information companies are voluntarily giving us. And it's written so that they specifically go in eyes wide open with our with our partnership. And we also want to make sure that we're giving them information back too to really build that trust. The only thing I'd add on that point, Lynn, is one of the questions we have often gotten from our DIB partners is about FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, and how we protect company information under that transparency statute. NSA, like the rest of the federal government, can rely on things like trade secrets and other commercial uh, confidential protections for data shared with us. But in addition to those, NSA also has pretty unique statutory authority to protect information shared by industry partners with our agency from disclosure under FOIA. There's actually some really favorable case law in the DC Circuit, for example, that allows us to protect even the fact of a relationship with a given corporate partner. So that, along with the, the elements that Christina mentioned, really help us make sure that from a legal perspective, we're protecting company information in the right way. So what about personal information? DIB companies are often global enterprises. How does NSA approach the privacy issues in this space? 
So absolutely, this is an issue that NSA is very sensitive to. We understand that our partners are often multinational or at least national companies that are dealing with a wide range of privacy regulations and laws, um, often conflicting. Uh, and so we're trying to meet them where they are, um, in part by making sure that we're transparent about what we're, what we're doing with the information. Um, we understand that people may not understand what NSA does or under what rules we operate, which can make it hard to then translate what we're talking about in terms of this program to the rules under which these companies are required to operate. Right. So transparency being one of the key privacy principles out there. What other privacy principles are you focused on? I'll mention a couple others um, real quick. The first is use limitations. Um, we only use information we acquire through our DIP cybersecurity services for limited national security and cybersecurity purpose. We're really looking for cyber threats to the DIB as well as intelligence leads on foreign cyber actors. We're not looking to get people in trouble. We're really just trying to protect the DIB from cyber threats. And the last one is, is, is really one of the most important, which is data minimization. Types of data that we collect through our cybersecurity services are limited to those that are really necessary to do the cybersecurity activities that we've talked about and to understand or counter a foreign cyber threat. In addition, things like information about vulnerable information systems or DNS queries won't generally identify an individual. Having said that, we recognize that especially at scale, that information can still be sensitive from privacy and civil liberties perspective, and so we handle it accordingly. So from a data minimization standpoint and from the standpoint of trying to protect privacy and civil liberties, does NSA have attorney general guidelines like the FBI and CIA? Absolutely. Um, NSA is part of the Department of Defense, and we're a defense intelligence component. So we follow the attorney general for privacy and civil liberties procedures that have been issued for DOD intelligence activities. Uh, those procedures regulate the full life cycle of data from collection to retention, query and analysis, and dissemination. These procedures are known as uh, DOD Manual 5240.01. Uh, they're available publicly for anyone who really wants to take a look at them um, and sort of read through what rules apply to us. Um, last thing I want to mention on this is just, you know, it's really important for folks to understand that respect for the rule of law and the protection of privacy and civil liberties are core NSA values. These inform everything that we do, including our work with the DIP. Right. So if a DIP company wants to sign up for NSA cybersecurity services or talk do you all more about them? How do they get in touch? That's a great question. So all companies that have an active DOD contract and access to that non-public DOD information are eligible for our cybersecurity services. So they can reach out directly to my team via email at dib underscore defense at cyber.nsa.gov, or they can visit our website at cybercenter.nsa.gov to learn more about the products and services, as well as have access to our cybersecurity advisories that are posted there. Well, thank you, Christina and Ben, for a very interesting discussion about NSA's new DIB cybersecurity service offerings. It's a great way to help protect sensitive information on DIB networks that a lot of companies can really benefit from, and it's free to them as well. Thank you again for your time and your dedication to cybersecurity. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Wiley Connected podcast brought to you by the attorneys at Wiley. If you enjoyed this episode of Wiley Connected, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For additional resources and materials, head over to WileyConnect.com. Thank you for listening. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Wiley Ryan LLP and its employees. The material contained in this podcast 
is not intended to be and is not considered to be legal advice. Transmission is not intended to create and receipt does not establish an attorney-client relationship.